AMI audio is on your TV. Rogers Mountain customers, guys, you can find us on channel 889. And Eastlink, you guys can look for us on channel 887. Visit AMI.ca slash audio for a list of channel locations in your area. Kelly McDonald with Ramya Muthan. And as always, we're getting into our app update with John Bueller. We're talking a little bit of Apple, but not exactly the stuff that's going on this week. Still, tons to talk about. Let's bring mm-hmm. him on. This is The App Show. Unlocking software secrets for smartphones, tablets, TVs, and more. So I kind of lied because we are going to start with a bit of an iPhone <laughs> update, right, John? Because this one you wanted to squeeze in because it was really fascinating for you. The satellite SOS um, feature on the new iPhones? Yeah, this is a really cool new feature that uh, anytime you're anywhere with your mobile phone and you don't have cell service, don't have Wi-Fi, you don't really have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. And so what they've done is they've figured out a way to... Um, allow you to basically send a text message to, uh, you know, emergency personnel uh, using satellites that are in the sky. Right. So pretty much anywhere in the world that you are, uh, if you don't have any cell service, you can actually use this SOS service. And what I think is really interesting about how they've done this is you don't have a lot of bandwidth, so you're not going to be streaming Netflix or anything like that with this kind of functionality. But They've actually made it really easy for you as a person that may be having an issue, whether it's a flat tire in the middle of nowhere or you're having a fire or there's a crime and you don't have any cell service. They actually have a little wizard that will ask you questions that the first responders will want to ask you so that you don't have to spend that limited bandwidth typing all of that stuff out. Yeah, because there's there was that. My gosh, what's it called? Uh, three words or whatever it's called that helps you know where you are in, in, in that kind of case. But when we talked, and John, we touched on this um, recently about this, and, and you and I talking last week, I think, on what about when we get to that day where we have the satellites giving us cell service, totally different thing. This is kind of like the edge start of that with what abilities we're going to be able to have in years to come and really making this this is emergency use. This is what it is, SOS. Um, but it, it's very fascinating to see the the stability they want it to have, will have it have, no matter where you are, and kind of now as we step onto the edge of full worldwide service in the years to come. Absolutely, yeah. I just think it's really fascinating that they're able to cram you know, something into this phone that mm. allows you to talk to a satellite. Mm. Normally, with a satellite phone, you'd have a giant antenna. Right. And... Your iPhone obviously does not. It's oh, all embedded inside. I didn't even think inside. about that. The hardware yeah, so, itself, yeah. So so the interesting solution they've come up with is they actually have a little, kind of like a radar system that will show you on the display the direction that the satellite is. Can you, you essentially have to have line of sight to the uh-huh. sky. Yep. And like, like the old dishes, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so you actually point your phone at the sky and it'll tell you, Okay, a little bit more to the left, a little bit more to the right, that type of thing. And because you only have, you, you have to have like a couple seconds of sustained sort of line of sight, if you will. You can't see the satellite, but the phone knows where the satellite is. So mm-hmm. um, it's, a, it's an interesting take on that. And apparently, there's also been some conversations, going back to what Kelly and I talked about last week. Starlink, Elon Musk's company, is also in talks with Apple to provide service to Apple users as well. Great. There's, you know, in the 
I just thought of it right at the end of your your spiel about what this is, thinking, hey, I didn't even consider whether or not to ask if this was going to be accessible because I feel like the trust is there that this will be accessible um, and because the whole conversation is accessibility, right? You're in an emergency, you're yeah. unable to get Wi-Fi or cellular service and boom, this thing is available for you. Mm. And, and it's not like you need... Somebody to, because nobody can see that satellite to say, oh, there yes. he's over there. I'll point at, but the only thing I guess that could let the, uh, people in our position down rum is if for some reason that mapping or it doesn't hold your voiceover doesn't mm. respond quick enough to say on hold or yeah. whatever to let us know we're lined up. But hopefully Apple's got us. I think so. I think they will. I think they will. I, I, I'm pretty confident they would. Yeah. They probably have some kind of haptic feedback as well when you're like scanning the skies mm-hmm. for the satellite type of thing. As they do with the camera angles. Exactly. And there would be a delay, wouldn't there, anyway? Like for anybody yeah. doing it because you're still talking distance and that manipulation. So it, they would have to build that redundancy, I guess, in there. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, sir, let's try to check out your second one. Uh, a built-in macOS tool now scans and removes malware more frequently. Did you know that your Mac has a malware scanner built in? Uh, sort of. I'm so <laughs> bad at it. It's like I think we're able to understand because of some of the the notifications and communication right. that it gives you. Because I assume yeah. most things do. Yeah, know. but I feel what like the, most of remove? us still go externally, right? We still yeah, I think go so. For go get something else, security. right? Security. Yeah. 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 So that, what that a friend tells us is trustworthy. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> don't leave it up to me. So uh, there's a there's a software tool. I mean, it's not really accessible for the end users. It's sort of built into the operating system. It's called X Protect Remediator, and essentially what it does now, anytime your computer is idle, it scans for any kinds of signatures of malware, and it even gets from Apple's servers every two weeks updates on what those signatures could be like. So it's happening all in the background, completely seamless, and it's not like. Do you remember back in the old days, your computer, <laughs> if you had any virus, would slow to a crawl? Yep. yep. The, the whole point of this is they've set it up so that it only activates when you're not using your computer. Uh, okay. And does the work. Yeah. yeah. The scans only take about 20 seconds to do, so it's not like it's doing it um, like constantly. And it's every hour or two during per- periods of low user activity, according to this release that I got. And so that's kind of kind of cool that you know apple's got your back and you didn't have to pay for it um, and this is what's coming up not what's already available right no it's there now oh okay wow as long how as you about, have Catalina or newer how about the frequency of up updating two weeks you know i know john anything can happen but is yep. that that good do you feel confident that oh my gosh that's that's a great amount of time to be updating it and checking on it I think that's sort of like the the scheduled frequency. Yeah. I imagine if it detects some kind of bigger issue, they could push out those updates. Because the thing is, this isn't part of a bigger software update. This right. is just automatically in the background. So yeah. and I think they can update it when they need to. Here's the thing. Um, most of us, let's say we're using Kaspersky or Norton or whatever, all these other ones, right? Um, the, the, part, the part of it that we don't follow up on is how you're supposed to follow up and what you're supposed to do to maintain mm, yes. the health of your computer. And um, a lot of the time, sadly, I would just ignore it and hope that the thing is doing it on its own to keep me protected. Now, is Mac tapping into that perspective and saying, okay, we got you, or do we still have to uh, review? Have some initiative. Yeah, mm. take some. I, I, 
Mm-hmm. No, I, I believe in this particular case, it's actually looking for and removing those bit malware Altogether. bits. So we don't have to do much. Nice. Yeah. The other wow. problem with like the third-party tools is it depends on the tool that you that you're using. Did you pay for it? And depending on the tier you paid for, sometimes they'll just alert you there's a problem, but they won't actually do anything won't about do anything. it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. So, yeah, that's I think what traditionally I find that. We all know, okay, and then whether you take it to someone or you run scans that you're told will get rid of and, and then to finally told, you've got to take it to somebody who <laughs> can know. reformat your whole machine. But this is kind of like, hey, the old adage, the, the way this is runs, hey, just put gasoline in the car and go, except the car takes care of all of its its other needs this time mm-hmm. versus the old, well, I don't really know what I'm doing. I just fill it up and go. I'm thinking that this is a really great way to make sure that we're protected but we'll keep posted as well um to see how they keep tweaking the system the next one and the last one we'll talk about is the next usb standard will double existing speeds even with an older cable yay yeah this is great news uh when the usb-c standard was uh uh i guess formalized uh, a little while ago um they actually built into it some uh, um, upgradability. So even if you have an older cable, older being like a new cable right now, right. Uh, right. Yes. <laughs> the next generation <laughs> will still work and work incredibly fast. I guess they basically overspect these cables, and that's why these um, USB-C is sort of the preferred format for almost everything nowadays, except for Apple's iPhones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Thank you. But but yeah, it's uh, it's really cool that you know you're not going to have to buy new cables f- for a change. Now, to be fair, this standard probably won't be formalized for a little while, maybe even a couple years. But it just means that you're going to be able to enjoy you know everything your your cables you have now for for probably quite a while to come. So USB C, do you think that it's going to be here for a while too, or do you think by the time this is standardized, we'll have a whole another set of what is better, faster? Even in regards to doubling our USB-C standards, I, I think this will the form factor will stay the same. So right. okay. the same cable, uh, and and because I mean not all cables are created equally. If you buy these cables at the gas station, it's not probably going to be right. as good as getting it from uh, a major prov- uh, manufacturer. Um, but the 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 whole idea of the specification is that for it to function at a bare minimum, it has to have a certain amount of of specs built in and those specs were much higher than advertised it sounds like yeah and so. and, and you want well, i mean we've heard of what the fire department say about your bought at the gas station kind of cords and everything yeah. there's been such a push there as well as europe and and everywhere saying we want standard cables come on stop getting every time you get something now there's just more for the landfill yeah except for the iphone the iphone except will the always iPhone. be its own thing yeah. So we have no clue where that's going to go. <laughs> I was actually surprised that the iPhone 14 didn't start that trend because everything else Apple makes is USB-C now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. But anyways, I'm I'm still looking for faster charging. Like right now, the fast charging is actually mind-blowing. It's so good. <laughs> but still, I'm, I'm thinking. And, and there's so much technology in our world right now that they know, especially with electric cars, every, if you're going to be able to charge a car faster, you better be able to do your phone. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't even have to think about it. Your phone no. should just always be charged. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We're so ahead. I'll just set it down here on the counter. <laughs> it's charged. Everywhere exactly. in your place should be able to charge. 
like <laughs> like the uh, the uh, what do you call it when um, the charging mats? Yep. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Is there much of that? And I don't mean the where you like they used to have those ones, John, where the, you'd put two or three devices on them that, that they claimed and you could charge it. It literally was that charging mat. I don't hear as much about those anymore. More, it's individual now. Yeah, those charging mats were a great idea, but I think the practicality of it and right. the fire hazard that they bring oh, with them. There we go. Because that's the problem, and this is a problem that electric vehicles have. It's anything that's charging. The problem is high voltage and wire concerns yep. and you have to have very high quality wiring and, and various bits and pieces uh, of that process and any one of those things that isn't up to up to snuff is going to be the, the the cause of the issue how, and, how, how is the industry like proof guarding against so much because now especially as, as I said the fire departments are really screaming about this how are we getting away with buying these cheap or our cords that are under spec that's a great question. I think the 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 reality is is they're just being imported and mm-hmm. uh, from countries that don't have as rigorous of certification process. And people are looking to uh, offer these cords at regular cord prices, but they didn't pay that price for them. So, um, so there's a profit taking that's happening there as well. So that you know, anytime money's involved, people yeah. will cut corners. It's kind of mm. like the, the the same argument for. Um, I want to say parodies, but you know, like not real, unofficial AirPods, knockoffs. <laughs> That's there. what we'd say, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oops. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're so easy Crap. to find, and there's so much of it out there. But you yeah. know, it's not the standard. Well, that's the irony about the whole thing about reducing the landfill. Is the landfill is being filled with garbage cables instead? Yeah, that's right. Exactly, garbage AirPods, garbage AirPod cases. Awesome, John. Thank you so much. Thank you. John Beeler joins us on Fridays for our app update. So he'll be back next week, probably talking more Apple. Man, we're happy if a cord lasts, what, seven months? Well, go to go to another one into yeah, the garbage. Yeah, under a year. Ugh. Mm. Coming up next, folks, two women from Windsor, Ontario, use their downtime to write a book. Karen McGee, she'll tell us why they decided to share their story in two minutes here on Kelly and Company.